that's where we get into the scary territory of, well, if I address this with my partner, if I address this with my friend, is she going to still love me? Is he going to still love me? Are we still going to be this close, right? And that's the fear part that I think takes over a lot. Whenever she's brought it up, he's just swept it under the rug and dismissed it. Or he's said, well, I can't do that. I can't do anything really tying into this incompetence place where it's like, well, I don't know how to do anything. I can't do anything. You need to do it. Most of us are looking for hope, answers to the madness, certainty that we'll be okay, and someone safe to help guide us through the most challenging parts of our lives. In a world that's changing and evolving every single day where chaos, uncertainty, and cycles we never chose wreak havoc on our lives, it's easy to feel lost, hopeless, and scared of what the future will hold. Evolve Ventures is here to provide that hope, direction, and data-driven strategies to growth-minded human beings just like you every Monday and Thursdays where each new episode is filled with vulnerable stories, interesting lessons, and simple tools you can use that will help you evolve into the person you were always meant to be. My name is Amelia. And I'm Bianca. And as the co-founders of Evolve Ventures, we are so grateful to be a part of your evolution. Let's get into it. Hey, everybody. It's Bianca. And it's Amelia. Welcome to another episode of Evolve Ventures, where we are helping growth-minded humans evolve by breaking one limiting belief at a time. We hope you enjoyed the last episode, number 265, Motivation Monday, five red flags to pay attention to in your relationships. For today, 266, are you avoiding conflict with the people you care about the most? So this episode B came up after a coaching call and I started to really think about, like we usually do, but I, I really started to like think about it after after the coaching call, my heart was just like, man, man, why is it that we as human beings struggle so much to really just confront the biggest thing in our lives that could make such an impact? And I'll give a little context, a little backstory for this. So was on a coaching call and I was speaking with my client, really talking about how in her personal intimate relationship her partner is is the individual that she's having a hard time confronting you know there's a lack of teamwork in the relationship there when she ever does try to address something there's a lot of passive aggressiveness that's being thrown back in her face a lot of gaslighting that is even happening and it, it just seems like her partner is extremely closed off to even addressing anything that she does bring up so whether it be you know, the, the dishes, whether it be, um, you know, refilling the baby bottle, little things that make a big difference in a household of two people, you know, in a family. And I was sitting after that coaching call and we've made significant progress in that arena. But like I said, my my heart was swelling because there's so many people that care about their partner, their significant other, their colleague, their friend, their family members so deeply that the fear of potentially hurting them by delivering a a truth bullet what i call quite frankly a truth bullet you know which is her truth like you know i'm really having a hard time with you saying that you want to be a team you saying that you want to be a great partner but not really seeing 
that in your behaviors and your actions. Approaching that conversation is scary, you know, and I was just thinking like how many people really are addressing those conflicts head on that if they were to be addressed could really make a big impact in the day to day. Very few of us. And that's the reality. Well, from your perspective, why do you think that happens as frequently as it does? Because this client is definitely not the only person where this is happening. I mean, the majority of my clients really struggle being open and honest with the people in their lives about the troubles within the relationships, troubles like that they're having personally and just sharing difficult sharing in difficult conversations. So from your perspective, why do you think that happens so much? What I've seen, and I know I've personally experienced this too, it's it's the fear of not being loved that comes, like that's the very, very root of it. When we care about people and we have a a truth that we're concerned about confronting, right? So therefore we avoid whatever conflicts. We're afraid of not being loved, whether we bring it up and approach the topic and the person responds in a way that's, negative or it has a backlash effect to the impact of the relationship. I think there's a deep, deep fear of not being loved or Mm. having things change. And I know how many people unconsciously are fearful of that because you'd rather kind of exist in this space where you got to know how people are going to respond. And it's easier to sweep things underneath the rug because at least, you know, you can live on the surface of that relationship and still have love. But If you were to confront things, that's where we get into the scary territory of, well, if I address this with my partner, if I address this with my friend, is she going to still love me? Is he going to still love me? Are we still going to be this close? Right. And that's the fear part that I think takes over a lot. I think the other aspect of it, too, is that we're not certain that if we bring this up, change is even going to happen. I have a client in mind. She is the prototypical super mom, do it all. She has, she's done everything for the entire marriage. She's helped co-run their business. She also takes care of the kids. She also takes care of the house. She does Mm -hmm. everything and still tries to maintain her fitness, so on and so forth. Over the last year, she's experienced a really serious medical condition That's made it so that she can't do anything. She can barely do any of the things that she was doing before. And it really highlighted how um, unbalanced the relationship was. And now you and I have talked about relationships are not 50-50, but there was like no reciprocation. She did everything and he only did the things that were relevant to him. And she is really, really having a hard time talking to him about this because whenever she's brought it up, he's just swept it under the rug and dismissed it. Or he's said, well, I can't do that. I can't do anything really tying into this incompetence place where it's like, well, I don't know how to do anything. I can't do anything. You need to do it. Right. And that's leading her to kind of feel like I'm giving up. Every time I say something, I'm not even being heard. He's not yeah. listening. Now I don't want to have sex with him. I don't want to be around him yep. because I'm sick. I can barely walk and he doesn't want to do anything. Yeah. So that's kind of an extreme example. But I've seen 
so many instances like this where we kind of just stop having the dialogue because we know we're not going to be heard and that Mm -hmm. our needs just aren't going to be met. So it's like, well, why bother? Right. And honestly, I I wouldn't even... I would disagree with the key component that this is an extreme example. And that's what makes that's why my heart was so heavy after this, because honestly, I feel like a lot of people are at that point where they do just give up. And this was the conversation that I was having with my client. It felt, you know, and she articulated where it was like, I just need to like stop expressing this to him. I need to just like your client withdraw from the love, the things that he cares about, which is like physical touch or physical intimacy or whatever. And it's only when I withdraw or stop doing those things that it seems like there's a consciousness that comes in to my partner for him to actually consider recognizing and consider like what I'm actually saying, what I'm actually trying to voice, what my concerns actually are or what I'm unhappy and unfulfilled with in this relationship or in our teamwork or a lack thereof. Right. And so like that's why my heart was so heavy, because I know a lot of us are avoiding conflict with the people that we care about the most because of the fact that every single time we've actually brought up a concern or in a a, on a feeling of unfairness within the teamwork whether it be a colleague a friend a family member like whatever like we are like there's no no changing and that i think is the bigger issue here where how is it that we care so much about these people in our lives who say to care about us, but yet aren't actually receiving that that input, that things are not as great as it seems in their minds. It's like they live in a different reality. And the they in this case scenario are, are the people that we care about that aren't actually hearing what we're saying, you know? And I definitely have experienced that in the past. And I'm stopping and withholding from those things actually has been the only thing that seems to be like that has woken someone up out of this trance of like everything's great in our world. I mean, I definitely would not suggest advocating that. Like, don't do the, well, you're not going to do this, so I'm not going to do that mentality. That's toxic. What we're saying is sometimes it takes extremes, unfortunately, in every context. I mean, even going to therapy Most people don't go to therapy until, you know, the extreme happens or most people don't make changes until it's so bad that they finally have to. So like this client that I'm talking about, she's not intentionally withholding sex. She just doesn't want to be around him. Yeah. And then he's getting upset because he's like, well, you don't do this and you don't do that. And why won't you? Why don't you want to be around me? And she's like, because I'm your mother. I'm your wife. I'm also your business partner. I'm all of these things but you're not seeing me anymore. You're not seeing me for the person that I am. And this happens, again, not only in intimate relationships, this happens in all types of relationships. When we feel time and time and time again, like if I bring this up, I'm not going to be heard. If I bring (laughs) this up, I might even be attacked. Oh, yeah. And my needs aren't going to be met. Right. Why would you keep bringing it up? Why would you? And it gets really right. complicated when there's kids involved or pets involved or homes involved. It feels like I can't walk away. So now I'm just stuck in this situation with nowhere to go and nothing to do. 
other than continue the pattern that's hurting me and kind of benefiting the other person because they don't have to change. Exactly. So I want us to have a dialogue around what can people do? Because I know a lot of people in this scenario do feel stuck. And there's a part of me that definitely holds the fact that like it's not necessarily an eye for an eye because if you do an eye for an eye everyone goes blind and I do appreciate that adage because it helps to illuminate the toxicity of the intentional if you don't do the dishes I'm not going to feed our child like something like that right okay (laughs) that's again an extreme example but I hold out that that contrast because honestly what I've actually seen in my practice is the fact that like sometimes people aren't picking up on those cues you can do a vulnerable expression you can address it head on like this is the issue. This is the problem. And I'm not I'm not asking for some heroic effort. I'm just asking for a little bit of like understanding here and that understanding to translate to slowly over time change of behaviors. Right. Like what are some of the things that you and I have personally done that has actually helped? And what are the things that our listeners could potentially start to dip their toe into? in efforts to really stop feeling that stuckness and in their reality, become unstuck. Hi, everybody. I wanted to jump on here. My name is Julie, and I wanted to give a huge shout out to Evolve Ventures and to my coaching with Bianca. Um, I'm like many of you. It's like I've read all the books, suffered from depression, on medications, tried everything, and then I did a free coaching with Bianca. Free, right? Oh my gosh, that day changed my life. I blurted out to Bianca things that I had never even really thought about myself. Um, And I ended up setting up coaching with her, and I know so many of us say, oh, we can't afford coaching. But let me tell you, all those little things to make you feel better, use that money to invest in you because you don't need those cookies to feel happy anymore. You don't need those restaurants to feel happy anymore. When you know how to be happy yourself, I can now acknowledge things and I can work through it. I definitely recommend Evolve Ventures and Bianca. Well, I would say number one, Canada addressed the topic of this episode. Why are you avoiding conflict? Really identify within yourself. What are the things that are keeping you from having the challenging dialogue with whomever it is, whether it's a friend, relative, partner, boss, coworker, whomever, what's keeping you from having that? And then I would say, what are the examples that you're using in your mind to validate that this is going to be the same as all of these other times? Because we have these unconscious narratives and stories and experiences in our mind, even though they're not front and center. But like right. we're we're emotionally recalling all of the times in the past where we tried and it failed. So number one, identify why aren't you having these dialogues? And then number two, what is the thing that's keeping you from doing it? Mm-hmm. And then I would say number three, I mean, it, it's really, it's dependent upon the situation. But sometimes it's going to call for very, very firm boundaries. And that's what I told my client. Like, you're going to need to set some hard boundaries with your partner because he's not listening and you're just doing everything. So set a very firm boundary of, I'm not going to continue this. You're going to do this and you're going to do this. And if that doesn't happen, then we're going to have to see what happens. I would also say, like, 
kind of another part of that is really strong communication. But that's also part of boundaries. So I'm sure you can elaborate more into those. It's funny you say that because literally one of the things that I've suggested to clients, yes, boundaries are super helpful. However, I do think that there is because even if you look at that, there's an if then situation that's built within that dialogue. Right now, here's where I find a lot of people get tripped up. Number one, they don't know how to they don't know how to navigate the boundaries. And then number two, there's a big fear of, well, if I stop doing this behavior, let's just use your client as an example. If I stop as as the um, wife, okay, as the wife role, if I stop acknowledging the bids for attention of like intimacy or kisses and I like actually start to walk away, is my partner still going to desire me, right? That's mm-hmm. called into question. So there's this fear, well, if I start to change or have strong boundaries around my own behaviors, what will that then do and how will that come back to me? And when it's in an re- intimate relationship, the fear of not being desired sometimes can overpower the fear and necessity of setting boundaries. And so I think that it's really, really critical to understand not only what is the fear preventing you from avo- like that's having you avoid the dialogue, but also what's the fear if you do do it? What will Fair happen it. then? Right. So so that's a really critical component And then when it comes to the communication aspect, how we go about communicating, we oftentimes project our current level of of communication skill because communication is a skill. Trust me, I've been studying storytelling for like the last four years in depth, and it is so difficult. Yeah, Now, that's just one component of communication. We often, what I've learned through that study, an intricate study at that, knowing we project our current level of communication on other people. What do, I, what do I mean by that? Even just me saying storytelling, right? All of us have a different understanding of what that means. And so for me to get over a concept, over an understanding from me to you even, or for me to, to get that concept over to the listeners, there's certain communication components that need to be built within that. Now with two people, again, going back to your example, the wife and the husband, Likely there's things that are being communicated to the husband that or the the wife, whatever, that is not landing. And here's the thing. We're thinking that they are. And then the resentment builds because we are assuming that they are. So I'll give a tangible example to really land this. Let's say, for example, this husband is playing video games and the wife is trying to make dinner. Now, she wants to get a, a answer from him. Honey, do you want, let's just say, ranch or honey mustard on your salad (laughs) and he's there playing video games and she asks him that question so she's assuming that her communication it's landing with him but he ignores her why because he probably has headphones in so it's not going to be able to actually enter in and land with him of what she's asking so she might feel ignored she might think and assume that he's actually able to listen and capable of listening at that moment where he has headphones in Right. So she's assuming and projecting that he's giving undivided attention to be able to answer that one component of communication, which is just getting an answer of honey, honey dressing or ranch. And that that's a one small moment of this example. But again, she's she might be projecting or he might be projecting that they understand what they're saying. But yet the hearing might not be there. The way in which she's asking the question might not be there. Right. So there's 
There's so many different components of this communication that we don't get right. And that's why it's so it's like, oh, I would rather, you know, whatever. I'll just stop asking. I'll stop asking what you want for salad dressing in this example, and I'll just move forward. Right. It's not worth it to even ask the question because he's just ignoring me. Right. And that's the thing. Communication is a skill. It's an art. And in relationships in particular, especially with those we care about, I, I really suggest level setting our expectations because what we believe our the people that we care about, they might we might believe that they're far more capable than they really are. And so we're communicating to them in a way that we think they're going to understand. So it re- I think right. it requires a little bit of shift in communication, acknowledging that. Yeah, I fully agree. I mean, this isn't something that like just listening to this podcast is going to solve. I think we're starting the conversation, but if you really want to make real changes in this, I mean, you're going to have to really look at what has my past experiences been? What have my communications been? How has our relationship been? You and the person that, you know, you saw this episode, you were like, oh, I need to listen to this um, because of this person. So if this is something that you're struggling with, I mean, get help. So yeah. I recommend to literally everybody and anybody, if you're in a relationship, go see a couples counselor. If you're single and are referring or single or in a relationship, whatever, but you're having troubles in any and all of the relationships, go talk to somebody, go see a coach, go see a therapist, go like we all need help in these arenas because none of us were taught this stuff. None of us were modeled this. Like my parents did not sit me down and teach me effective communication skills and effective listening skills and empathy and boundary setting and whatever. So how are we supposed to do that when none of us were taught that? None of us were modeled it. But then we're expecting our relationships to just go so smoothly and effervescently or whatever the word is. Yeah. Um, the last example that I want to give and, and to kind of wrap up this, um, I have a a couple in mind where both partners are avoiding conflict. And the the root underneath that was, yes, of course, that they're not going to be loved if they actually confront it. Right. So it also could be a, a matter of um, courage, too. Are you mm-hmm. courageous enough to speak your truth? And it, it might be the fact that you're pulling in baggage, which is definitely this couple that I have in mind. They're pulling in baggage from their past relationships and avoiding conflict because of how their past partners would respond to them. And I know there's a lot of that. So oftentimes when it comes to relationships, not just and I'm not just talking about intimate, but when we care about people, we often take the baggage of one relationship and how people respond to us or how they handle conflict. And we assume that other relationships handle conflict the same way. And so that one assumption can be the downside of us not actually moving forward with vulnerability in one friendship that we have because our parents respond to conflict in this way. And it could be even just that baggage that we're kind of bringing in that is assuming how someone's going to respond to you. And that can be also a downfall too. So just be mindful of that. Well said. Episode suggestion? My episode suggestion for anyone that is struggling with this um, has to do with conflict and how we navigate that from a central nervous system standpoint, which is where in episode 228, why you should care about your trauma response, 
your trauma response is synced up with your conflict response. Um, and so mm. just getting more awareness around what yours is, is going to be super vital as it comes to your own self-awareness and how you handle this. What about you, B? Mm. 246, understanding your avoidant attachment. Now, you might not necessarily have an avoidant attachment, but every single one of us have avoidant tendencies. Whether you're insecure, whether you're secure, avoidant, disorganized, whatever, we all have avoidant tendencies. And this episode really dives into where that stems from. So that is a phenomenal episode for you. If this is something that you struggle with, if you're you know, self-acknowledging and identifying, okay, yup, this is me, what do I do? DM us or go to evolveventurestech.com slash therapy. We have a few different therapy and coaching models that we offer. And one of the newest ones that just recently came out is the You Do You program. It is, com it is a completely online virtual coaching and therapy program. You get to talk to a coach or a therapist at your leisure if you want, when you want. It's a subscription-based model and it's really affordable. So it meets you where you are without the burden of having to schedule sessions, without having to meet face-to-face. -face. Mm. Um, and there's just a lot of other perks to it. So if that's something you're interested in, like I said, evolveventurestech.com slash therapy or you can get down at the ebbs. <laughs> All right, friends, thank you so much for joining us on this episode and letting us be a part of your evolved journey. We're so excited to have you in the journey ahead. Take care. Bye, everyone. We know firsthand how important it is to have a safe space with people who support and celebrate your evolution. That's why we created our free live virtual event called Out of the Mud that we host the last Wednesday of every single month, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, so that while you venture into new territories of your growth, you can get in a room with others who are too. Extraordinary topics with evolved people. That's what this event is all about. What's great too is that you don't even need to have your camera or mic on. You can just listen in. Click the link in the show notes to register for the next topic to kickstart your growth. Be on the lookout for our IG lives that we host every Friday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is a place where you can connect with us live and in a fun, lighthearted way. We are also in the process of rolling out group coaching and online courses and these are sure to help you evolve into a greater version of yourself. If this episode resonated with you or you heard something you know will help you evolve, please share it with someone you love and care about, team members across the world, or someone who you believe deeply could benefit from joining this discussion. This content is intended for information purposes only. It is not a substitute for professional counseling or psychotherapy medical advice, diagnoses, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Names and identifiable personal details mentioned in respective podcast episodes and stories may have been changed to protect personal privacy and identity.